Surprise, everyone. It's Justin. On this episode of the Aka Education Podcast, I'll be talking to the voice of our introductions himself, Mr. Michael Sanchez, who is also the chair of music at Sky Ridge Middle School in Camas, Washington. I'll be talking to him about how he incorporates singing and acapella in his band rehearsals, how he's handling the COVID-19 pandemic, and a great talk on all the different tech he incorporates in the classroom. You are not going to want to miss this episode. Let's get ready. It's time for some Aka Education. It's the Aka Education Podcast. The Aka Education Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 15 of the Aka Education Podcast. I'm Justin Glodish and with me today I have the voice of our intros, Mr. Michael Sanchez. Michael's the band director and chair of music at Sky Ridge Middle School in Camas, Washington. Michael, welcome to the Aka Education Podcast. Hey, Justin, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. You know, it's so interesting to be able to have the voice of the intro actually be a part of the show. And this is actually the first time we've actually met face-to-face, so to speak, uh, through through our, uh, through our Zoom here. But um, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much it means to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. Um, it, it's my pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So, Michael, you actually you teach band. So um, one of the things that I've always found interesting is how band directors, some band directors actually incorporate singing into their rehearsals. So could you just give a little um, tidbit of how you handle singing in your band program? Yeah, you bet. You know, uh, so I teach, uh, as you mentioned, in, in middle school band. So that's grade six, seventh and eighth. And um you know, uh, based on the different grade levels, um, I, I, I kind of switch things up a little bit. So um, one of the first things that we do at the sixth grade level, which in my school's beginning band, um, is we we do the whole uh, drone thing. So, you know, I pick a nice, you know, like a C or a B flat or something and just have those kids, you know, match pitch because, you know, it's funny, th- that age of kids, if they don't if they're not signed up for a choir class, singing's kind of funny to them, right? They they make all sorts oh, yeah. of funny noises and they think <laughs> it's funny. And, you know, I have to say, kids, you know, it's not, I don't expect you to sound like you're, you know, singing in the Metropolitan Opera. I just want you to match this pitch. So after we get those giggles out, you know, we'll do the drone thing um, and, and just, you know, match that pitch. And then I'll, you know, do the whole divide that room up in half and do the numbers, right? So on my left hand, the left side of the room follows, you know, one, one, two, three, four, five, while the other one's drone and the kids are like, oh my gosh, we're making harmony. So just really simple little things just to get them using their voices. Um, all the way up to eighth grade where we do um, uh, last year uh, before, you know, before the pandemic uh, shut us down in mid-March, uh, we were uh, working out of a chorale book uh, that I had that I had written and um, we were working on, oh gosh, I can't remember what chorale tune it was, but uh, we were doing four-part harmony. 
And it was a long slog because those kids had never done that before. But, you you know, um, there's no reason why kids can't do something like that, especially when this is something that they'd been playing, you know, for for the entire year on and off. So they sort of have an idea of what their part's supposed to sound like. So just trying to reinforce what they already know and getting them, um, you know, getting them out of their own way when they're singing. Right. Now, I love that you mentioned, um, at least with the sixth graders, that they realize that they're singing harmony. And you even said not a lot of them have taken um, a, a choral class, per se. Mm-hmm. So it's it really comes down to, and I found in middle school, maybe you've seen the same thing. Uh, it's a self-esteem thing and yeah. not being comfortable, but I think being in the safe space that we provide for them as music teachers, uh, it helps it helps them tremendously. Now, um, you mentioned this um, this chorale book that uh, you had put together. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, what I did was I found, you know, I went through a bunch of hymnals um, and, um, you know, just sort of found the public domain hymns that uh, that I could uh, that I could take. And what I did was I created a a chorale book for my middle school program. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I really like about it, there are 36 chorales in there. And one of the things that I really like about it is that I um, I, I designed it so that every instrument can play all four parts in an octave that's comfortable for them. So a flute gets to feel like what it's like to play a bass part, you know, Uh, an alto can play a tenor part. Um, And and so um, that's something that in, in various Facebook band director groups that I was in, I I, I saw a need for that. There were a few um, free resources out there, which, which are great. Um, I actually sell mine for, you know, 20 bucks because it took me a long time to put together and it's, you know, really, um, uh, one of my side interests is music engraving. So basically typesetting for music. So um, I, I made sure that it's a clean layout, that it makes sense. It follows music, you know, conventions and all that um, music notation conventions. So um, that's something that I use. And I start using that at the seventh grade level after the kids have learned <laughs> learned a few <laughs> notes and 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 we can start to dig into those things a little bit. That's fantastic. Now I have to ask, um, because I know that every district is very different in how they offer their music programs. Do your students have the opportunity to take both band and chorus, or is it a, a one or the other, depending on scheduling? How does it work for you in your district? So it is a one or the other. Yeah. So, and, uh, in the, in the fifth grade, um, we didn't get a chance to do it this past spring, but normally what we do is in the spring, um, the, 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 uh, choir director at my school and I, we go, uh, and we do a tour. Um, Mm -hmm. I take my jazz band. She takes her vocal jazz ensemble, um, that has student rhythm section players and everything. So it's all student driven. And we go to the different uh, feeder schools in our district and we, um, we say, Hey, join band or Hey, join choir it's a really cooperative thing you know we uh the choir director and i were dear dear friends mm-hmm. um so uh she does her thing she does I, you know i do mine and the kids are going to be drawn to what they're drawn to right? right you know so um that's that's how we get kids interested in one of our programs and then at the sixth grade level uh, when they're forecasting um after our visit then they decide what they want to do at the sixth grade level and you know very often kids will say you know what band's not for me i'm going to choir um Mm. choir's not for me i'm going to band so it's just as long as they're in music that's what we care about the most that's fair i mean that's that's fantastic that you know you have that much interest first off, um, and then you and your colleague work well together and understand 
that, you know, the decision can be tough, especially at that age, and you're very supportive. And I think that's very important, especially with everything that we have going on in, in this country right now and in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to my next question, because um, you and I were having a conversation earlier, and I believe you said that you're actually 100% remote right now, like yeah. students in school. So um, on the band uh, side of that, how is that working for you? And what are some things that you are incorporating into the classroom to to get your students to become stronger musicians? So we are, um, we have a very, I'll preface this by saying we have a really supportive district. We have a really supportive administration. Um, uh, My principal, I've had his two daughters in my group. So um, nothing but support. Um, Unfortunately, just due to sort of the situation and schedules, we have a really um, unideal schedule that we're operating on right now. Um, normally, our our program works on trimesters, so we have three 12-week chunks, right? Band and choir right. are all-year classes. Um, the way that we've uh, – and we're on a block schedule uh, during the normal times. Um, right. this, this year, though, um, we're still on trimesters, but what we've had to do is – say our A days, for example, they are in our class, our uh, any elective class, they're there for the first six weeks of the trimester. Mm-hmm. Then they go to their health and fitness teacher Ooh, for, okay. for six weeks. So the kids that I have currently, we're in the second half of the first trimester. I just got them, you know, two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So it's really kind of a complicated, you know, sticky wicket to figure out. Um, last year, uh, this last half, I had my eighth graders. So we started working with Soundtrap. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later on, I think. But Soundtrap mm-hmm. is a great program for us to use because I've changed the focus of my on, uh, of my bands. We're, we're not focusing on, on so- large ensemble work. We're right. focusing on small ensemble work just because of, of our limitations. But what I really like about this focus is that it still builds musicianship in the kids right it still works out they you know when they play a duet with each other out of a simple you know duet in our method book or the chorale book or something they can hear oh wow you know they can hear it they can hear we're not together or i'm not in tune with myself or right. or all these things so um that's been our focus um i'm i'm just starting this uh this coming week um I will have already had class by the time this airs uh, with my beginning band sixth graders. We did instrument placements all online this year. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, see this drops on Wednesday. So tomorrow um, I'll be working with them with their first instruments for the very first time. And we'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll let you know how it goes, man. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Now, yeah. Um, now with Soundtrap, um, because we actually use Soundtrap in our district too, and I love the program because I don't just use it for you know the ensembles, but also for our general music students who, um, you know, the way it works in our district is um, in seventh grade, all students have to be in a music class, whether it's band, chorus, or general music. And students who aren't in band or chorus, they are placed in general music. So we just finished up a project where um, you know just to get them a to adapt to it using the, the thousands of sounds and, and features that Soundtrap has. Um, they had to create their own like little mix of something. So mm-hmm. um, I want to talk to you about the performance aspect of it because you had mentioned that you have students uh, playing chorales at home and um, how 
how are you incorporating, uh, if you can go a little bit more in depth with how are you incorporating Soundtrap more uh, with your small group ensembles? Sure. So the first thing that we had to do, and it took a week or two to do this, um, is to get the kids signed up, you know, get mm-hmm. their accounts, you know, get through all the little tech um, uh, tech issues that might arise. Uh, so after that, what I did was we had a, a few assignments where all I did was say, your job is not to sound good. Your job is to learn this program. Mm-hmm. I provided, um, you know, some instructional videos, uh, you know, just like we all have, we've all become video editors over the past, you know, uh, six, seven months. Right. Um, so I, I really dug into it over the summer, to be honest. Uh, and so, you know, I've got a really nice setup and, you know, I can make some um, um, pretty, you know, visually appealing videos. So I've been doing that with the kids, just getting them to play play with this program and to I, I you know I tell them you can't break it right. so just try <laughs> it out you know figure it out um with with the you know instruction that I give them we talk about it in class um and then you know uh, the kids have the option for a few assignments of doing a duet with themselves or they could pick a friend in class so I didn't care what instrument you know uh flute and uh, tuba for all I care right. but they 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 chose someone they wanted to work with if uh, if they chose the partner option and all they had to do was just to make it sound good mm-hmm. and and we talked about okay what kinds of things did you all talk about what are you hearing because you know these eighth graders that I have right now they've had me for the past two years right. so they know all the things that I say in rehearsals all the time right are, are we together um did we start the note together did we end it together did it have motion were we playing through the note or we were just sitting on it um so they were actually using um uh, you know you know music music terminology to describe the things that they heard and the ways that they went about fixing it so um it, it's it's been a really positive thing for for our program i'm just getting my 7th grader started on that right now and um you know they are second year players and uh so i haven't heard their first assignment yet but <laughs> i can't wait to i can't wait to hear what they come up with but um uh i i really see this as being sort of a a a, a wonderful saving grace um in the in this really awful situation that we find ourselves in mm-hmm. um these these kids are, are are just putting in a lot of work and they're coming to band and um and, and they're playing and sure i'd love to do you know our the set i have hundreds of dollars worth of music that i that i bought with the intention of playing last year but we right. can't um so with with that you know you you move on and, and and figure out what can we do and and these kids are doing what we can do right and one of the things i love about soundtrap is the you know the collaborative feature you know with students that are you know, not in the same room with each other, and they get that opportunity to really, you know, perform with one another. And one of the things that, that I like that you're doing with it is you, you're you giving them that opportunity to have that performance, but you are making them stick with the, the musicality of it. It's not just playing and then, you know, they're really actively listening. They're becoming active listeners, building their, their self-confidence and self-assessing it is is huge especially at this age and you know soundtrap offers the opportunity for them to actually you know create something new and, you know who's to say you know 
they really enjoy the program and they go off and they create, you know, their own musical masterpiece because they have the ability to do that. But yeah, I love the way that it's being used right now in your classroom because it's really giving those students the opportunity to really self-assess how they're doing as opposed to just playing it and then kind of forgetting what they just did. So um, now do you intend on doing anything for, I don't know what performances, I don't think anybody knows what performances are going to look like for, for this year, you know? So yeah. Um, any like winter concerts or showcases coming up? Do you have anything planned for what the students are going to do for that? Yeah. So one of the things that we had that, that uh, my, my uh, colleague uh, in the, in the choir department, uh, one thing that we, we batted this around for, for a while. And what we decided on is we want to have a winter showcase that'll be all online. So we we've been tweaking this over the last several months and we and we've we're we're about ready to you know get get this really going in earnest. Um what we're going to do is have the kids everybody all the kids have to uh find a piece that they'd like to play using Soundtrap. So they can, you know, do a simple duet, they can write something, they can uh you know, a, a band kid could work with a choir kid and and do something fun like that. So they have a lot of options on how they uh, how, how they get to this point, but they mm-hmm. they everybody has to figure out something that they want to do. Um they have to rehearse it and then they, you know, I'm I'm there to help and we have a well we have a plan that we're going to uh, roll out about how we'll offer feedback and things like that uh, so we can help the kids you know set them up for success right so what we're going to do is it it's going to be a video showcase that that all that I'll put together um it'll be as long as one of our concerts which um is my my concerts are an hour or less, and, and right. that's a hard limit for me. Um, I love middle school kids. I, I can't imagine being anywhere else, but I don't want to hear more than an hour of middle school no, kids making you, music. Hey, you're preaching to the <laughs> choir. You know, yeah, we, we try to keep it uh, an hour or less in our district as well. Yeah, and the parents like it because you know they 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 feel like they've still gotten something out of it, but they don't need to hear me talk for you know an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, they they get to hear three pieces from all the kids. But anyways, that's that's me getting off on a tangent. Uh, but what we do, what we're going to do is, um, uh, the choir director and I are going to sit down after the kids have submitted their um their their pieces, and we're going to say, okay, where wh- where are those truly exceptional ones, and we're going to feature those in the video presentation. There's going to be a web component to it too. So we're going to say, okay, this is our, uh, we'll make a page on, on, you know, my, my band side or her choir side or probably both. And we'll say, these are all the submissions and we encourage you to listen to them with your kids and enjoy them. But Mm -hmm. this video is going to be really the one that highlights the kids that have done, you know, really exceptional work. Um, uh, so that's our idea. I don't know right. if it's going to work. <laughs> um, I don't know what the you know reaction is going to be, but we've, we've tried to be really thoughtful about it. Um, you know, everybody has to do it. Right. Um, and, you know, everybody will be graded on, you know, the rubric that we have in our classes. Um, but those who want that, that showcase, they'll be featured there, but um, everybody's pieces will be available. So we hope that that balances, you know, those kids who need that little extra push to, to really do something versus those kids who are, um, versus those kids who don't necessarily need that. So we're, we're trying to uh, appeal to all sorts of different, you know, uh, motivators, both intrinsic and extrinsic. 
I think I think it's a fantastic idea. You know, this is something that my colleagues and I have been trying to really figure out. And, you know, this is something I, I feel like I can bring the table to them. And like, you know, I just talking to this guy and uh, he knows <laughs> things. So, uh, but no, this is, this is, this is a great idea, I think. And, um, you know, it's really important. Like you even said, um, really showcase the ones who are putting forth that great effort, but you're still making everything else available. You know, one of the things that I'm finding with some of my students, especially with my sixth grade students is um, they're very nervous singing alone. Mm -hmm. So when they do like, uh, we do flip grade videos um, that we've been doing some different song options. Uh, we just did a then and now assignment where they had um, to choose two artists that were very similar, but from two different eras and then pick a song from one of those artists to perform. Um, but I give them the option, do you want your video to go live on Flipgrid or not? And many of them say not because they're still building up that confidence to be able to sing by themselves. Group settings, no problem. If it was the whole chorus, no problem. So I'm yeah. hoping that maybe, you know, taking your idea uh, that you have here with your colleague and, and kind of morphing it a little bit, it might offer some, um, some size of relief for students knowing that it won't go fully live for everybody, but it will be there for them and their families to see. Um, now you personally, like I'm, I'm hearing a lot of great tech things, you know, that you, uh, you are very knowledgeable about, you know, you um, have Soundtrap going, you are talking about bringing things into YouTube and you, you're very smart with the tech, I should say. So um, <laughs> I know that when it when this came down about seven months ago, we all were scrambling, you know, trying to figure out how we were going to salvage the rest of the school year. And then when summer came about and we were waiting on, well, what is what is it going to look like come, you know, the beginning of the school year? And it took a while for those answers to come about. And I think, I don't know if you agree, but I mean, every day I'm still changing my plan of action. You know, it really depends on, because there's always a new problem to deal with or always a new thing to try and conquer every day. But, you know, for those of us teachers, those teachers out there that may not be as tech savvy, um, do you have any suggestions as to like maybe some equipment that they could they could have, whether it's uh, on a very low budget or, you know, personal budget or um, schools still offering up to, you know, buy some things. Do you have some, some uh, different ideas as to what people could uh, bring into their classrooms? You bet. So um, the first thing that I'd, uh, that I'd say is um, you have to approach it from the viewpoint of the kids. Mm -hmm. So the kids are in, if you are in a hybrid or fully online mode, um, the kids are in a uh, listening to videos, watching videos, watching screens, listening to the audio from these screens for a really long time. Right. Um, uh, the first thing that I would suggest is getting a a microphone that is not your you know your little laptops little pinhole condenser microphone that that would be to me priority one. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's going to be a lot easier on the kids' ears. It takes a lot of brain power to sort of filter some of that noise and to filter some of those. Um, uh, you know, um, sort of sound artifacts that are a result of, of, of a poor quality mic like that. So um, there are certainly uh, a, a lot of options you can, you have when it comes to microphones like that. Um, a, a really popular one has been the, um, has been those, uh, the snowball by uh, USB mics mm -hmm. or, um, you know, the blue Yeti mics. Those, those are, those are great too. I mean, it, it just, 
it makes a world of difference to be able to do that. Um, so, and, and those are, those are pretty, um, those are in the, you know, sort of 50 to hundred dollar range where you can do it. So, I mean, it, it, it won't totally break the bank, but it is a nice investment to have. And right. especially since we don't know how long, you know, we're going to be doing this. Um, you may want to consider doing that or asking, uh, for, you know, the holidays are coming up, ask, you know, what, whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to do there. But, uh, so that would be the first thing I would, I, I would say is a USB mic it can plug right into your computer um what i'm running now and you know and i learned all this too i didn't know any of this you know before i before march right right um but what i did was um uh what i'm running now is i'm running a um uh, a behringer audio interface and all that is for those who have who kind of glaze over when they hear this all an audio interface does is it helps you take a mic with those you know little three pins an xlr mic mm-hmm. all it does is lets a mic like that talk to your computer it's mm-hmm. sort of the intermediary right it's the translator right so um i got a behringer audio interface it's the um for those who like the numbers and things and i can send you a sheet that has this information absolutely uh, the the umc 202 hd and um i just have that uh i have that plugged into my computer it functions as a sound card now um uh and i'm running a good old sm58 a sure sm58 uh, microphone um you know uh, if you've ever been on stage you've probably held an sm58 and yep. seen them so um uh, so that's what I'm running right now. And uh, it, it, it's great. It gets me the audio that I need. Um, sure, I could buy a $5,000 Neumann microphone, but I, I really don't need it right now. Right. Um, remember, all we're trying to do is just make the audio sound better. Um, if, you know, some other tech things um, to consider, um, like as you uh as you uh, mentioned in your opening, you, you know, I'm the one that does that, that voice. Uh, you know, I, I run a sort of another side hustle where I do voiceover work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a, um, I have a road uh, scissor stand that I use. I use a pop filter. Um, so just those little things to help make, make it a little bit nicer. I have a nice set of uh, studio headphones, uh, studio monitors. So, you know, that all, it really just depends on how deep that rabbit hole you want to go down. Right. Um, and I've, I've gone, <laughs> I've gone down pretty deep <laughs> that, that particular one, um, you know, and on the other sort of, I, I built a computer here, uh, back, uh, you know, March, April mm-hmm. when, and I, I kind of said, mm, I'm not thinking that we're going to be out of this for, uh, you know, a little while. So I built a computer that can handle all sorts of video editing, sound editing, um, those sorts of things. Um, then the other thing that I suggest is that folks really consider purchasing a subscription uh, to the uh, Adobe Creative Suite. Okay. And for those who aren't familiar with that, we've all used, you know, Adobe Acrobat, which is mm-hmm. the PDF reader, right? That's free. Um, well, Adobe has a, uh, a an actual PDF editor. So you can edit those PDFs. You can make them fillable forms. You can make anything that you have into a PDF. Uh, it, it's a really helpful, it's a really helpful thing to have with the Adobe creative cloud subscription. You get that Acrobat, uh, Adobe Acrobat, that PDF editor, but you also get, um, uh, Adobe audition, which is their sound editing software. Mm-hmm. 
you also get Photoshop. You you get uh, Adobe Premiere, uh, Premiere Pro, which is their uh, video editing software, and you get a whole bunch of things that I that I still don't even use. They offer a teacher discount uh, for the first year; it's twenty bucks a month, which is really doable um, uh, for 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 a lot of folks. And um, there are tutorials everywhere online, YouTube for free. Um, this has really helped me up my game for my kids. Um, I, I, again, I didn't know how to do any of this. Um, right. we're all, we're all musicians. We, you know, we, we all went through, you know, music school. We've done some really complicated things and this is just sort of another, um, tool that we'll have, but it, it's made me a better teacher. Um, and hopefully my kids have, um, learned a little bit, you know, in, in, in a different way. Uh, learned the concepts that I'm trying to teach because I can approach them, you know, using these new tools that I've learned how to, that I've learned how to use. Now, um, in terms of, you know, with your students sending video recordings, do you have any specific um, programs that they use or is it just um, using the camera from their, um, you know, their computer or using like a micro or, um, you know, like a iPhone camera or do you have any like specific programs that they particularly use uh, in your classroom? Yeah, we use Screencastify. Okay. And um, that, that seems to be a pretty popular one. It's a Chrome uh, add-on. We're a one-to-one school with Chromebooks. Oh, so so um, yep. this, this works just perfectly. Um, I made an instructional video on how to use it. Um, the kids record themselves. They, you know, it, it, it connects to their Google Drive. So all they have to do is when they submit something to Google Classroom, um, they attach that uh, file to uh, to that assignment and they turn it in and it works great. Mm-hmm. We have to have a little talk about, you know, how far you want to be away from your microphone, you know, so we don't have trumpets that are inches away from the microphone <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it doesn't sound very good. Um, so, we you know, we talk about that. Um, but the, the kids are pretty quick to, to pick up on this. It's really user-friendly. It's simple. Um, and, uh, so if, if your listeners, if, if, if you haven't tried that out yet, it's certainly something that I, that I suggest looking into, there is a premium version, but I, I don't have a use for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really the kids don't have a use for it. They're playing me a line out of their method book, or they're playing me an excerpt from a piece that I've sent out. So they don't right. need more than, you know, a minute or two to be able to record. Right. And I, I will actually speak on the premium side because our district actually purchased it for us. Um, you know, it really, because I believe you get a five minute limit for yeah. um, the free version, but you can go as long as you want. And there's a little bit more editing um, options within the premium version, but I've, I've used the premium version simply for, um, we, I was making, you know, video lessons, um, you know, for, back in March and April for my general music kids. And now it, um, if I don't, if I forget to record our, our meet or whatever, our video lesson, I can go in and I can use Screencastify to really kind of show them, you know, introductory videos on how to access this, or here's the lesson that you missed today. That way they have, you know, it's ability, the ability to see it later, but Screencastify has been a wonderful asset, a wonderful tool. Um, you know, Soundtrap, has been great. Um, yeah, you know the digital it, uh, the digital interface. I mean, I use that specifically for these interviews. You know, it really um, helps me out with uh, the microphone that I have, and um, you know, I do have a snowball. Haven't brought it to school yet because um, 
I, I kind of broke the stand on it, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I do, I have used the snowball before. These are all great things. Um, is there anything else that, uh, you think would really benefit our, our teachers out there, either band or chorus? Boy, um, you know, like I said earlier, it's sort of just how deep, you know, down the rabbit hole that you want to do. But, um, honestly, if you can just get started with a better mic than comes on your webcam or on your, um, you know, on your laptop, your school laptop or your personal laptop or whatever, mm-hmm. gosh, that's going to go such a long way to do this. I mean, I have a, um, like I'm looking at my, uh, uh, computer keyboard right now. It's, um, it's programmable. So like I have different hotkeys to go with, with things. So repetitive tasks, I just have to press one key. Now Um, I'm looking at my, I'll show you here on the, on the screen. Your viewers won't be able to see it. This is my ergonomic mouse Okay. um, because I'm spending a lot, you know, it's a lot of butt time now these days, you know, (laughs) you know, you're, you're, you're just sitting all the time. Mm -hmm. So things to help ease, ease that strain. So, um, you know, and frankly, I'm 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 pretty lucky. I I, I don't have kids, so I, I do have a little bit more <laughs> disposable income to use on 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 these sorts of things. But, um, you know, but this has taken me several months over the process of several several months to to really build these things and to um get a workstation that works well with me, right. um that works well for my needs. And 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 I think sometimes teachers are um, a little uh, hesitant about about technology for you know for whatever reasons that they have but um, honestly every every upgrade that I've made I, I've loved it and just I think if you're thoughtful about it it's it's gonna be uh, something that you're gonna get a lot of value out of as you learn as you learn to use it and as you continue uh, as you continue to use it yeah, I think really it comes down to just, you know, taking a leap of faith because we really don't know how long this is going to be. Yeah. And um, why not learn a new skill while you're at it? You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's how this podcast came out is I was looking <laughs> for something else to do besides teaching because, you know, and then this opportunity, this thought came into my head one day and here we are. But I think, you know, learning the tech, it's it's going to better prepare you, especially, you know, you know, for some of the older teachers who might be, you know, retiring in a few years, um, you know, this is still a new skill. This is something, you know, getting more tech savvy is something that will help you with everyday situations. For the younger students, you know, learning a new program, this is going to benefit you in your career down the line, you know, because, Um, When all is said and done, we can always look back on 2020 and say, hey, remember that time when we taught (laughs) online for what's what felt like forever. And uh, but we learned these different um, skills out of that, you know, it's it's really testing our will to um, really teach in a different way. And I think what you're doing is fantastic, you know, and I, I've, I've loved the conversation we've had this week. And uh, Michael, I cannot thank you enough for joining us on the Aka Education podcast. Well, gosh, thank you for having me. It's it's been uh, it's been a pleasure sharing my ideas. And um, you know, if your listeners ever want to reach out, I'm happy to answer questions because I've I've reached out to so many teachers, and they've been all really gracious with sharing resources and things. So you know, I'm happy to uh, you know pay that forward too. Absolutely. And I think that's important, especially in this time, you know, um, you reached out to me and, uh, you know, back when I was first starting this and you offered up, you know, to do the introduction every week. And uh, although I did do it this week, but, uh, you will be back (laughs) on it next week. Um, and 
you know, everything that you've given me today will be going up in our episode description. So um, I'll make sure that anyone who needs to get a hold of you um, is able to. And then you have a great list of uh, different programs and microphones and, and just different gear that people could potentially look into to kind of build up their own uh, personal, you know, collection. I think that's important too. But again, mm-hmm. Michael, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is Justin from the Aka Education Podcast here to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is what I use to create these podcasts and let me tell you, it's free. Uh, There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And the beauty of it is it will distribute the podcast for you. So I can record on Anchor and it's going to send it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all these other places as well. And I love that I can make money from this podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And that does it for episode 15 of the Aka Education Podcast. I want to take the time to thank Michael Sanchez from Evergreen VoiceOver and Director of Music at Sky Ridge Middle School in Camas, Washington for joining us this week to talk about all the gear that he uses with his classes for remote instruction. Be sure to check out the links in our episode description for resources that we discussed in today's podcast. Check us out on social media, Aka Ed Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Be sure if you haven't done so already to subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified when a new episode is posted every week. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music Podcasts, and we're also on Anchor. You can also now check us out on Akaville Radio, akaville.org. And last, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the podcast, be sure to email me at akaedpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Justin Glodish. I'll see you next week.